welcome to the Global Venturing Review. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing and Global Impact Venturing publications. And it's a great pleasure to be back once again on this podcast. Thierry Hellis is still covering from Rob Levine as news editor, so won't be able to join us as he's busy scurrying through the news. But the highlights of the past week have been the privilege to hear the insights at the GCV Digital Forum 2.0. Combining our regional and sector events, GCV Asia Congress, GCV Synergize and GCV Energy in Houston, it was always going to be a recipe for some of the world's leaders to gather and share as well as network. The insight started with Gen Tsukawa-san, CEO of Sony Innovation Fund, as chairman of the Asia Stream, explaining how it had made 10 deals since April through the COVID-19 crisis and launched a new fund with an impact focus on the environment. Impact and sustainability was a running theme through the whole agenda with Sir Ronald Cohen, chairman of the Global Steering Group, working on impact investing, giving a keynote and answering questions from attendees about his new book, Impact, Reshaping Capitalism to Drive Real Change. Ira Aaron Price, managing partner at venture capital firm DBL Partners, drew a powerful response from Sir Ronald to his question about supporting entrepreneurs in and getting that talent within the impact investing sector and how it compared to what Sir Ronald had seen in previous, previous times running private equity firm Apex Partners. Ronald pointed out that big crises leads to big steps for change and there would be, quote, impact unicorns, end quote, which are private companies worth at least $1 billion in value and affecting 1 billion people. Similarly, speakers from across sectors, including Lo Tony from Google Plexo Capital, Shiva Dustar from the European Investment Bank, Andrew Hoffman and Darren Dodson to Jay Hume, father of South Korea's corporate venture industry in North America, pointed to the need for change and greater diversity and inclusion. Key question COVID-19 has thrown up was whether CVCs would retreat or advance in the downturn. Martin Hamig's analysis of global corporate venture and other venture data showed the global perspective continued deal-making. Corporations such as Jeffrey Lee, managing partner at Tencent, to Rajiv Misra, CEO of SoftBank's Vision Funds, reiterated at the Digital Forum their desire to step into the opportunities. Tencent invests most of its $10 billion per year of net profits in minority investing, Lee said, while SoftBank is active through its second Vision Fund and other vehicles for investors. Others, including Om Nalamasu, Chief Technology Officer at Applied Materials, and president of its Applied Venturing Unit, Jason Young, Senior Vice President and Head of T-Mobile's Corporate Venturing Unit, and Stefan Oschmann, CEO of Germany-based Merck, gave powerful keynotes on the areas of opportunities they foresaw. However, Touchdown Ventures survey of VCs and CVCs found, outside of the big firms, some caution and a disconnect between perception and reality for the corporate venturing community. But the opportunities are drawing in more corporations and increasing their professionalisation with a waiting list already for GCV Institute for Online Training complement the GCV Academy. In the roundtables covering sectors in different regions, a host of ideas and best practices were showed alongside hundreds of virtual meetings and discussions through the GCV Digital Forum hosted by Brella. And prosperity relies on this continuing. Philip Coggan, Bartleby economist at The Economist magazine, said his latest book, More, clearly found the conditions for prosperity rely on connections between people for trade, specialisation, ideas and freedom. Continuing the theme, Sir Ronald Cohen's insights for his second book, Impact, lay out a methodology for adding impact to the usual risk and return decision making for investing. And he gave a case study interview 
within his keynote at the GCV Digital Forum. And the power of intentionality adding impact to traditional investing metrics is impressive. India-based conglomerate Reliance has effectively applied this measure by saying what happens if the cost of phones and data is almost zero, as Arjun Maholtra at Good Capital noted. But scaling up requires transformative leaps to bypass obsolete technology with built infrastructure, attitudes and sunk costs. Europe and the US are trying to reinvigorate their economies to do the same. This, however, is hard to do. At the annual European Research and Innovation Conference last week, Mariana Mazzucato, an economics professor at University College London, said Europe was experiencing, quote, a real Marshall moment, end quote, a reference to the post-World War II Marshall plan to rebuild Europe with US financing that could be updated to achieve wider goals such as tackling the climate crisis. She said, quote, we have a very large recovery fund and for the first time in a long time, that fund is conditional on the member states actually investing, having a plan around climate, digitalization, and health. No longer about cutting deficits, end quote. The European Commission has been piloting its European Innovation Capital Investment Scheme to identify and support with blended finance, i.e. debt and or equity, startups trying to achieve the so-called Green Deal goals. Its latest report, Deep Tech Europe, the impact of the European Innovation Council pilot, focused on the results and impacts of the 1.3 billion euros, which is about $1.5 billion, three years of the pilot phase before its formal launch in January. The report showed 90% of projects funded support the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and crowded in 5.3 billion euros to EIC-supported companies with greater gender diversity among founders. As news provided Science Business notes, the EIC is trying to form a forum to bring together entrepreneurs, policymaker, and academia to work on improving Europe's innovation ecosystem. But practically in that first, much rest on the programme managers selected to allocate EIC finance to entrepreneurs. And on a panel with Enric Claverol-Tinture at the European Research and Innovation Conference, the opportunity set when thinking about medical devices alone is huge, but too often investors have taken a narrow approach with worries about regulatory or technical risks and unintended consequences of implanting advice in people. But as with Sir Ronald's example of allowing classes to effectively read the page for illiterate people, as an impact and investing example, so the question of devices is so much broader than historically people have considered the sector to be. Apple has regulatory approval for its watch as a medical device, and thanks to Reliance Geo and others, almost everyone in the world now carries a phone that can be put to use. NVIDIA's purchase of chip designer ARM for up to $40 billion pulls in artificial intelligence into these phones and apps. And the question for Europe, therefore, is whom among its population has the desire to impact global rather than local markets? On the third big story, change is coming. The only question remains how to maximise impact at corporation through sophisticated use of open innovation tools such as corporate venturing and align them to traditional research and development mergers and acquisitions. Switzerland-based healthcare insurer CSS Insurance has set up a 50 million Swiss franc Swiss Health Ventures Fund managed by Redstone's Venture Capital as a service. Jonathan Fraze, head of venturing at CSS, said it would focus digital health startups contributing to a high-quality and cost-efficient healthcare system. As discussed earlier, this opportunity set is huge. Consultants Deloitte's 2020 Healthcare Outlook said, quote, rising healthcare costs, change in patient demographics, evolving consumer expectations, new market entrants, complex health and technology systems, 
Healthcare stakeholders need to invest in value-based care, innovative care delivery models, advanced technology, data interoperability and alternative employment models to prepare for these uncertainties and build a smart health ecosystem, end quote. And the big tech firms are already exploring this piece. As Om Nalamasu, Chief Technology Officer at Applying Materials in the keynote of the GCV Digital Forum, identified the health and longevity sector is at a global inflection point. But whether CSS as a mid-sized insurer will ride the storm remains unclear, but at least it's given itself a chance by setting up Swiss Health Ventures. And another Swiss firm, Sophia Genetics, has raised $110 million in its Series F round from a consortium including Hitachi Ventures. It's an interesting deal for Stefan Gabriel, CEO of Hitachi's Ventures and the GCV Powerless 100 winner last month. Typically, the $150 million Hitachi Ventures program has targeted early stage deals in Europe and the US. But founded in 2011, Sophia is no longer a truly early stage deal as it developed a clinical genomics and analytics platform tended to help healthcare professionals diagnose and treat patients for cancer and hereditary disorders by more thoroughly analysing genomic and radiomic data. It also provides a network that enables users to share genomic data, but it fits nicely with Hitachi's work around data and improving people's quality of life. Kaiji Kojimi, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Hitachi's Smart Life Business Vision, said, quote, over the years, Sophia Genetics has emerged as a leader in data-driven medicine, and we look forward to supporting the company expand its footprint in the Japanese market and beyond. End quote. It is an interesting example of joining capital with strategic contributions and a sign of the increased focus on strategic corporate venture in underway, as witnessed by Merck's hosting of a private roundtable on the topic at the GCV Digital Forum this past week. Stefan Gabriel is looking for further insights, by the way, for his PhD on the topic at Huddersfield University in the UK. And he asks, what different objectives add value to corporates by CBC activities? And those who want to contribute to publications anonymous, please send an email to gabriel.newventures at gmail.com for more information. And for those who want to fill out our annual survey on the industry, please go to www.surveymonkey.com slash r slash GCV Survey 2021. So those are the main stories over the past week. On to the news and briefs. On the exits, we've seen Palantir apply for a direct listing on the New York Stock Exchange and shares dropped from the $10 opening price to $9.50, but the company still ended up with a valuation of $20.6 billion. McAfee, meanwhile, has had an even more eventual history than most, probably up there with Palantir in many ways. It was listed, used to be listed on New York Stock Exchange before Intel acquired it for $7.7 billion, but then spun it off in 2016 by selling the stake to private equity firm TPG Capital and Toma Brava, also taking a small shareholder. Now it seems McAfee is ready to trade publicly again. It's filed for an IPO on the Nasdaq Stock Exchange. Meanwhile, JD Health is jetting towards its own IPO, JD Com's Healthcare spin-off JD Health has filed for an initial public offering asked raising more than $1.9 billion in equity funding from investors including Hill Health and Citic. And Tencent is also in line for an exit as Beijing Logic Creation Information Technology, an education services provider, has filed for a, well, 1 billion renminbi initial public offering on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange's China export. 
On to deals, we've seen North Vault in Europe add $600 million to its coffers from Volkswagen, Scandia and other car and truck makers to not only reach 150 gigawatt hours of manufacturing output by 2030 and build a recycling facility for its batteries. Kazoo, meanwhile, a UK-based online marketplace for used vehicle, has been raising equity at an incredible pace. It's amassed $558 million in capital a valuation of $2.5 billion thanks to commitment from, among others, DMG Ventures, corporate venturing arm of Media Group, Daily Mail and General Trust. DMG obviously had a big win with the founder of Kazoo, Alex Chesterman's prior company, Zoopla, which uh, was a property search engine and had a fantastic IPO. Meanwhile, SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 and PIC Group's has joined with Morningside to co-lead a 319 million Series C round for X Tao Pai, which also features Sig China, Tencent and China Life. X Tao Pai has built a platform to predict physiochemical and pharmaceutical properties of small molecule drug candidates. Rappi, meanwhile, has grown from a delivery service focused on drinks to a career service and it's now expanded across nine Americas and South America and raised more than $300 million from T. Rowe Price and other investors. SoftBank injected $1 billion in May last year into Rappi's. SoftBank has also contributed to a 225 million Series D round for Vitec, a Brazil-based provider of end-to-end e-commerce services. Airwallex has added 40 million in Series D extension and brought the round to 200 million. No word on the backers, but it's previously been backed by ANZI Ventures, Salesforce Ventures, and Tencent. Time Software, meanwhile, helps life-sciences companies manage their clinical trials, including assessing and monitoring adverse effects, and added. $176 million to its coffers in the round co-led by Tencent, GL Ventures and YF Capital. You can see now why Tencent spends about $10 billion per year on its corporate venture deals. They've been pretty active. And Biocatch has added four big banks, Barclays, City, HSBC and National Australia Bank, to a CVC round that now stands at $168 million. American Express Ventures and Credit Ease have previously backed its first tranche for the behavioural biometrics company. Send in Blue, meanwhile, has picked up $160 million in its Series B round, which thanks to investors including BPI France and BlackRock. Meanwhile, Inventis Bio has ignited its $147 million Series D round from Lily Asia Ventures, which has returned to help the company target breast cancer. Meanwhile, cloud-based banking platform developer Alchemy Technologies total finances is at $365 million after attracting $140 million in the fund round featuring Fidelity. JoyNex has collected $106 million for its electronics for its smart diving subsidiary JoyNex. Investors including Bauer Feng Energy and Ningbo Garofa Automotive Control System. And Tencent yet again has joined a round worth hundreds of millions of dollars for veterinary care services provider New Ruping Pet Healthcare Group alongside Boehringer Ingelheim and Country Garden Venture Capital. Over at Global University Venture, we've seen Monte Rosa climb to a 96 million Series B round for the University of London-linked biotech company. XY has spelled out a 59 million Series B round for the Zhejiang University-backed optical chip maker. And WISE has conceived a $17.6 million round from the University of Milan spin-ups for its low-invasive neuromodulation implants for treating pain. Over on the funds on the news and briefs, 
China-based career service operator SF Holdings has joined forces with Citic Capital to launch a 308 million fund to focus on the domestic logistics sector. We've seen Kickstart Ventures, the investment arm of Philippines-based Globe Telecom, has raised a lot of money alongside local conglomerate Ayala has closed a 180 million fund managed by Kickstart. And we've seen BA Capital lure corporates to a $147 million fund. BA Capital has raised a total of $247 million this month for its yuan and dollar-denominated vehicle targeting consumer and media sectors. Nippon Life has also made an impact with a $100 million fund committed to the Life Science Impact Program, which is managed by Grove Street Advisors and will focus on healthcare businesses. Previously, Nippon Life had committed money to Allegis Capital around cybersecurity programs. Inspiration Capital, meanwhile, sparked a $73 million fund from Haijing Electrical, CSD Environment, Haijing Hailang Group and SIG among the limited partners for the fund managed by Kuiming spin-off Inspiration Capital. Over on People, nothing really too much on the People moves, but we have seen Orin Herskovitz, the head of Columbia Technology Ventures, talk about accelerators, the upside of Zoom, and leading a tech transfer office without a science degree over with Thierry Hillis at Global University Venture. He can't help but stay out of the news, can young Thierry. That's all for the past week. Thanks all. Speak soon. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.